Welcome to Ew, That's Creepy Podcast. The twins are back to discuss another mysterious disappearance. Jackie is going to tell Melissa about an American traveler who disappeared seemingly out of nowhere while visiting in China. This episode is full of twists and conspiracy theories. So buckle up and let's get creepy. What's up, creepy cats? Welcome back to You That's Creepy podcast. Jackie and I have another episode today where we are going to be discussing another mysterious disappearance. Yes, and if you didn't listen to our last episode, definitely make sure to check it out because the story that Melissa told was crazy and definitely kept me up at night, one of those. And the fact it had an update in 2023... Uh, I really feel like that will get solved soon. I really do. I just can't believe I hadn't heard of it, too. But it was weird that the picture looked familiar to me. I felt the same way. But I, like, definitely did not know that story. I felt the same exact way that I had seen the picture, but I hadn't heard that story. I was not familiar with the name or someone getting off of a train, so... So we can jump right into it. It's going to be a shorter one, but... One I want to tell. So the person's name in the story is David Snodden. This takes place in 2004, and at the time he was 24 years old and a student at Brigham Young University. Where is that? It is in Utah. This name sounds familiar to me. Really? But David's parents, Roy and Kathleen, they were living in Logan, Utah. They were Mormons and had 11 children, so big family. Not a whole lot is really, like, I'm sure there's stuff known about David because his parents are both still alive, but I couldn't really find any background research on David, like what he was doing before college or like when he was a kid so so we'll just get right into it basically when he was a student 2004 he decided to travel to china he'd been studying mandarin at brigham young and wanted to take a summer class in beijing with his roommate whose name was george to improve his language skills before he started his senior year David had already, he spoke Korean because he did a two-year missionary trip to South Korea, and he was planning on becoming an international lawyer, which is pretty cool. Good for him. Don't they say that Mandarin is the hardest language for English speakers to learn? I do think they say that Mandarin is very hard to learn. Get it, David. Yeah, and David's father, Roy, said that his coursework was basically done, so he was going to go to, like, tourist spots in China and, you know, learn the language right out there. I'm sure that's the best way to to be immersed in the language. 
through through the culture, of course. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So his friend and roommate, George, said that David was a wonderful, adventurous, fun-loving, and outgoing person. And throughout their stay in China, they didn't notice anything weird, and they had felt like no sign of danger or anything like that. George said they both felt very safe, and they thought that they were going to have no trouble on the trip. I'm scared. (laughs) So, after George and David's summer course, like, the class ended... They decided that they were going to travel together for a few days in the Guangxi province before they separated on August 9th, and they were both going to go different routes from there. And sadly, George said that when they did separate on August 9th, that was the last time that he ever saw David. David contacted his family on August 11th, 2004. He regularly regularly was in touch with his family, and he wrote them emails two or three times a week, but he had started to fall silent and obviously wasn't reaching out to his family anymore all of a sudden uh, in August. So after the 11th. Yeah. The 11th was the last time they heard from him. Oh, no. David was supposed to show up to an arranged meeting with his brother in South Korea on August 26th, and he failed to show up, which is when David's parents alerted the authorities. That would be so difficult, too. I mean, ever we've already talked on this podcast before about how difficult it is when someone goes missing, we couldn't even imagine. But for, to have someone go missing in another country when you can't even immediately go and search and they don't know the language 100% takes it to a whole nother level of worrying. Honestly, that's like kind of one of my biggest fears is getting lost. Yeah. And it, just getting lost in a country where you don't know the language and no one will help you. And like, oh my God, I, get, I have anxiety right now. Yeah, or just you're lost. you're lost anywhere, but it's in a foreign country, so it makes it, like, that much scarier for some reason because you're just unfamiliar in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So, at the time of David's disappearance, he was going to be hiking in the Tiger Leaping Gorge in the Yunnan province. Is it named for... (laughs) reality no Uh, no. (laughs) okay i was going to say well i hope that was not the yeah i definitely don't believe so okay police went and they searched the area and this was like i will say uh it was supposed to take him two days i believe and they do say it's a bit rugged and treacherous but it's still a popular trail with backpackers and he I believe David was like a pretty good hiker like he was familiar with hiking and backpacking so Hmm. but that was where he was supposed to have been going through did anyone okay sorry not to get ahead of you did anyone confirm that they saw him we'll get to that sorry okay (laughs) it's okay (laughs) so eventually David's parents did alert the authorities and police went and searched the area 
Well, first, they searched the hostel that David had been staying in, and they found his backpack, which had looked like it was untouched, along with the plane tickets that he needed. David, when he went on this little trip, only had with him, like, a small fanny pack, a small bag, so he really wouldn't have had much on him except, like, uh, his parents said, a toothbrush, a book of Mormon, and a travel guide. When they checked his bank account, no money had been taken out since the beginning of the month. No. About 200 Chinese searchers combed the gorge and just went through it. And there is, like, two mountains on the side, but, you know, they looked in, like, their surrounding areas and all that stuff. They did find two bodies, but neither one of them were David. Oh, God. Yeah, so that much is kind of scary, but they did uncover two bodies. Well, maybe it's one of those situations where maybe something did unfortunate happen, unfortunately happen to him out there and he's covered up with leaves or trees or something, you know? Yeah, and so I believe that the Chinese authorities eventually just told... David's family that they believed that he had fallen and died in the gorge just because of the circumstances. Mm. It's horrible, but that does make sense. I mean, you always think you can find someone, but sometimes there are those cases where they are hidden in plain sight. David's family just kind of had suspicions. I don't know how people were, like, giving them information or if it was the Chinese authorities, but they did, and I will say, two weeks after David went missing, his father, Roy, and his two oldest brothers went to the area, and it was during this visit, I think they just became suspicious, and they thought that the Chinese government may have suspected that David was involved in the other underground railroad which smuggles people out of north korea through homes in china what so i believe and i guess this was because david had been a missionary for the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints in south korea and he was very familiar with the Korean language. Mm-hmm. His family said that he knew it well. And while he was in Beijing, he had spent his evenings teaching, teaching Korean to children and women. Uh, but, I mean... But David's family also found it familiar that there had been... Locals who recalled seeing David outside of the gorge. So they thought that was odd? He said they thought it was familiar. Oh, I don't know why I said that. They thought it was... They thought it was odd. Definitely not familiar. (laughs) Locals had seen David outside of the gorge, and he was seen on August 14th, so a couple days after he had last contacted his parents, he was seen in a Korean cafe, and he had told some the owner of the cafe that he was making his way back to Kyoto to pick up his bags and that he had finished his hike at the Tiger Leaping Gorge. 
and he said that he was going to pick up his bags from the youth hostel and continue his journey through China. And that was his plan. Yeah. So David's family obviously thinks it's weird that there was a sighting of him, and the owner said that he had said he finished his trip through the gorge, so they did not believe it was likely that, you know, he fell and died. Which seems like, okay, it seems almost even crazier he disappeared because it's like if he was at that korean cafe and he said he was going back to the hostel but his bags are still at the hostel wouldn't he have disappeared then in between those two places yeah you know yeah that much is true too but the chinese authorities said that they just believe he fell in the gorge Mm, that's frustrating for the family So, things just kind of are weird, a little suspicious, and over time, David's family did begin to think that somehow North Korea was involved. Kathleen, David's mom, told Newsweek that a person of high profile contacted her, and I guess, like, said something about North Korea being involved. God. At another point, another man had actually called Roy and said that a man who was fitting David's description was seen in North Korea. How did this person get Roy's number all the way in North Korea? Well, they were in South Korea, but I'm really not sure. I'm not sure how. I don't know. Yeah, it's still just weird because you're separated by islands. Who would be publishing his phone number back then? But... I don't know. Maybe global news of some sort. Okay. Did they ever go to North Korea and search? Well, no, because it's very... I don't think you really can, but in that area, the southwestern Yunnan province, which is where the area that David went missing, it is part of the route that North Koreans can sometimes they take to seek asylum in South Korea or, like, areas that are South Korean consulates. Mm -hmm. So I guess that is a common practice that, you know, the underground railroad thing that they will kind of go through China to get out of North Korea. Mm Mm-hmm. China did want to stop this from happening, I think, to make North Korea happy and to not have any bad blood. So people said that they wouldn't be surprised if China had let in some people from North Korea to kidnap people who were involved in this sort of behavior. Oh, okay. And there there has kind of been a problem that people are kidnapped and taken by North Korea and will actually be, like, utilized by the North Korean government for their skills and their knowledge. Okay, that is really scary. And And actually, there were three Korean-American individuals who were prisoner in North Korea that were like, released at one point in the last couple years. So, it definitely happens. Oh, my God. Is there any proof, though, like, is there any proof at all that David was involved in anything involving people from North Korea? Or is this all speculation because he can speak Korean? Yeah, I don't think there's any proof. 
But we'll just... I'll keep going. Because, like, on one hand, I understand what people are saying. It's definitely good. It definitely is believable because that's a very scary reality in North Korea. But on the other hand, it kind of feels like a pretty far jump to just assume that because he spoke Korean and spent time teaching Korean. Well, yeah. And I'm just going to keep going. We'll talk about that a little more. But the U.S. State Department did... Their position was that there was really no evidence, no verifiable evidence of an abduction in North Korea. And a North Korean foreign ministry spokesperson denied the abduction. Uh, I don't know when the first time it was denied was, but they denied it, denied it in a statement in October 2016 and said that it was kind of a political stunt And, like, the U.S. was trying to make it seem like there was a non-existent human rights issue. So, North Korea did deny it. However, in 2016, Choi Sung-yong, who's head of South Korea's Abductees Family Union, said that sources in Pyongyang had told him that David, who would have been in his late 30s, was teaching English to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. What? Yeah. Like, currently at that time. Yeah, in 2016, like... That just blew my mind. He also reiterated this claim in 2017 during another interview. I'm, like, frightened. Should we be talking about this right now? I feel like I'm going to need to turn around and, like, there's going to be spy software in here because we're talking about Kim Jong-un, but that is crazy. I just people don't... also said that David had a wife and two children, a boy and a girl, and they also said that it's common for when they kidnap people and and keep them in North Korea, they make them have a spouse and, like, eventually have children, so they think it will kind of, like, keep them there or, like, bonded to their family and not trying to escape or something, but they do say that's kind of common for people who are abducted there to, I don't know, be forced, I'm assuming, to have a spouse and children. The psychological... Harass like the psychological abuse to someone by doing that. This is a whole new level of shit. I didn't think we were going to talk about on a disappearance episode. I mean, yeah, wow, yeah. And sadly, that was like in 2016, 2017 was really the last time that anyone said anything, but that was something that they said was that. They had some sort of confirmation that that was what David had been abducted and is doing, that he does have a wife and children. His parents were hopeful that Donald Trump, when he was president, would bring it up. Um, Trump did highlight the issue of North Korean kidnappings at some point and met with relatives of disappeared individuals. I... It is also a big deal to the Japanese government, and one of their top issues with dealing with North Korea is the abduction of Japanese citizens by North Korea as well. So this is a bit of an issue. 
If you want to look it up, there are definitely cases of individuals being kidnapped by North Korea who are eventually released. What was the reason? They're held and kept by North Korea for, like, their intelligence. Like, obviously, they wanted... Information on other countries? Well, they wanted... They were going to kidnap David, maybe, because they thought he was doing stuff to get North Koreans out, and then they just kept him for his skills and language and teaching English. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My head is spinning. Yeah. And that's kind of that on that. So there hasn't been any updates since 2017? Sadly, no. Not about David, no. But his family does have a Facebook page to keep articles circulated and to keep sharing stuff like that. They definitely haven't lost hope. David was married when he went missing, and his wife continues to also have hope. But their family's pretty confident that David did not die or no sort of accident happened when he did go missing. Sadly, I think they also believe that North Korea is involved and that is what happened. Oh my gosh. I it is crazy to me. I do think that someone is involved. I really don't know whom, but I do think that like I said before it had to have been if if he really was seen at this Korean restaurant um as horrible as it is, maybe it would make sense for someone to if this whole thing is true about there being someone from North Korea Taking him from a Korean restaurant would seem to be an easy place because they, you know what I mean? Like, they could understand Korean and things like that if they're in China, so. I just don't know why the owner of the store would have, like, talked to police then, but I don't know. But I'm saying maybe the person, like, who kidnapped him was just in there as a customer or something. Maybe. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. It's really hard to say. I don't even want to speculate because I'm almost scared. But it's just like, I don't understand how, like we said before, how someone could confirm he was seen after the hike, but then he never went and got his bags and exactly disappeared from the face of the earth. And just the fact that that was like someone from an organization, the head of an organization in South Korea who said that, like, that's not even speculation. That's pretty like... Why would someone say that, yeah, if it wasn't accurate? I feel so bad for the family because you don't have answers, but at the same time, the brief the brief answers you do have are that basically your loved one is being held captive somewhere and, like, nothing you do can bring them back. Yeah, it would be really hard living the rest of your life for just doing normal things with that on your mind, always wondering. So it is really sad. I feel so sad for the family. I'm going to look into this case. And guys, if there's anything we can do for these families, we should be doing it. Even if it's just resharing their story, reposting their pictures, looking at time progression pictures, things like that. Um, Because I couldn't even imagine having to look for a loved one like that. So just prayers really go out to their family. I agree. It is very sad. But that is the case. Yeah, look it up on your own if this interests you. Definitely look up other cases where people have been abducted by North Korean government. Mm. And let us know how you feel about this one. That was so... That's scary, but I'm definitely going to be looking into that. Thank you for sharing that case with us, Jackie. And it's definitely a case that needs to be talked about. Um, let us know if you guys want to hear more disappearances. Let us know what episodes you guys would like to hear. If you want more mysteries, we're down. 
Definitely let us know if you guys like the mysteries, because I like them a lot. Jackie's a mysterious gal. She is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Ew, That's Creepy Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at Ew, That's Creepy Podcast, or send us an email at Ew, That's Creepy Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.